Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am here, Brian Taylor Marshall, one of your hosts, for the return of a triumphant episode with Peter and Cammy. What's up, guys? Hello. Hey. We're going to talk about mermaids. Whoa. Mer people. Yes. Slow down. Oh, sorry. Was that a spoiler? Foreplay. I, or I remember. <laughs> you would know. Jump right into it. Would I know? So, yeah, we're going into... This is not encrypted territory, is it? Are mermaids cryptids? I mean, I think if people still believe in them, sure, you could call them a cryptid. Uh, I think that point. it is... I think it's older than that. Mm. You know? It's still... A, I guess it's still a cryptid, but in my head... This is just me. Hmm. I feel like it's a it's something with legs or without legs. Well, I also, oh, I also, ah! I also feel like like cryptids might be a little more um, exclusive to a particular region. region? Yeah, the and, sea. And, and, and mermaids. Mermaids are like everywhere. Like every right. culture is going to have some sort of sure person. That yeah, can become we, a... we did a unicorn episode recently um, on the standard. I wouldn't call that a cryptid. Exactly. Either. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, maybe, I don't know the it's technical a definition. Myth, a mythical creature. Right, a mythical creature. Now, Mothman on a unicorn. That's cryptid. cryptid. Right. Mothman on Jersey Devil. Double cryptid. Mm. Obviously. Mermaid on unicorn. No cryptids. <laughs> no legs either. <laughs> Cancels it out. <laughs> Double cryptid negative. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, it's a pretty straightforward subject here. So yeah, we're talking about mermaids. We've got some little tales, uh, fins, if you will, about some stories about uh, mermaids and then I'll kind of jump into it. But it's, it's similar to unicorns where there's like a a very broad history, but I've got some cool connections. Well, anyway, I think Cammy's gonna throw us into the world here. Yeah. I think the, the one thing about mermaids that kind of sets it apart from unicorns other than this completely different creature is that there is a story that we all know about mermaids and it is cadet kelly (laughs) (laughs) not the hillary duff film from the early okay sorry what were you gonna say uh i was gonna say splash no no (laughs) we did have a discussion about how daryl hannah has probably never played a human in her entire career but it's another podcast. Type, yes, typecasting. She is not a human, so. right? So, <laughs> um, but no, Hans Christian Andersen's *The Little Mermaid*. Mm. And, Please don't sue us, Disney. They well, can't. he. I'm doing Hans Christian Andersen's tale, which is completely different. Correct. It's a huge bummer. No redheads. <laughs> Well, on the cover of this book, she is a redhead. <laughs> I redact my previous statement. <laughs> Strike so, it from the podcast. The The book I'm using is Anderson's Fairy Tales, and it was a scholastic publication. Um, but they do credit Hans Christian Anderson with um, authorship. So our story starts in the realm of the Sea King. Crystal water, deep and blue, like that of a cornflower. His castle is made of coral in the roof of shells, in each shell lies a pearl. The Sea King had no wife. She died many years ago. His mother helped him raise his daughters. The king had six daughters. None had a name or a real role in the story except the youngest. She was the most beautiful and was quite obsessed with the world above. Finally, when she was 15, <laughs> Peter made me lose his place. No, it's okay. She was allowed to go to the surface of the water, but only as the sun was setting. Her first night did not disappoint. She saw a ship, 
and she was able to peer into the cabin windows like a creeper as the waves ebbed. There was a prince aboard, and it was his 16th birthday. The ship's crew lit glorious fireworks in celebration. But after the fireworks were finished, a terrible storm came through. The waves caused the ship to capsize. The little mermaid came to the rescue and was able to get the prince safely to shore. When people came to rescue the prince, the little mermaid hid. And she went back home when he woke up. Saving the prince did a couple of things to her. She became depressed that she could not be with him, and she began to wonder what happens to people when they die. Her grandmother explains how humans have souls, so when they die, their soul rises up above the stars to regions unknown to the sea and those who dwell there. Though mermaids live three times as long or more than humans, they do not possess a soul, so they turn to sea foam upon death. <clears throat> well, I know Peter's writing notes. Will you write down Venus? Sure. And bring it up later because I'm going to make a connection that I forgot mm. to write down. Okay. So thank you. A mermaid can obtain a human soul if she can find a mortal man to love her above all else and marry her. The little mermaid decides to find the sea wish, witch and ask for her help. <laughs> She's talking to a child. <laughs> By the way, the Little Mermaid has a beautiful voice. So she finds the sea witch, and the witch agrees to give her legs in exchange for her voice. There's one more stipulation. If the prince marries another, the Little Mermaid will become sea foam because she will die of a broken heart. She agrees, and the witch makes the potion. When it's finished, the witch cuts the mermaid's tongue out and hands her... The potion. It's so much more graphic than the version we're used to. Well, she ta- I think she takes her voice in the Disney one. Yeah, yeah. Like, Put, she can't puts talk, it in a little right? shell, you know. Not. Yeah, she, no, her tongue is gone. And I don't know how that helps the witch, like, achieve her voice. So I think the, like, putting it in a shell might make more sense. I don't know. So she drank the potion, and she drank the potion at the beach, and her tail became two legs. She quickly met the prince, prince, and they seemed to hit it off, though she could not speak. They got to know each other very well, and they loved one another, but the prince could not marry her because it did not occur to him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Eventually, a king from a neighboring kingdom offered his daughter as a wife. The prince took the little mermaid with him to meet this woman. He fell in love with her, because of course he did. Now the mermaid was cursed to become the foam of the sea. Her prince and his soon-to-be bride took her to their wedding, and she even carried the woman's dress for her. Then they boarded the ship for home. This being her last night alive, the little mermaid looked longingly to the sea as she so foolishly left, she so foolishly left behind. Her sisters appeared, and they gave her a knife to kill the prince. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Right. So she could escape her fate. They traded their hair for it because they had beautiful locks of hair as she had a beautiful voice. So the sea witch wanted it. She snuck into his bedroom. Alas, she couldn't do it. She ran to the deck and threw the knife and then herself into the sea. Somehow she didn't perish into foam, though. She began to drift into the air where she met the daughters of the air. 
These were spirits who rode the winds and gave hope to mankind after plague and pestilence. After 300 years of, the, of good deeds, the daughters earn their soul. The story ends there, but she probably is getting her soul in like 140 years. So it's not too much longer now. That's a very specific number. Well, I was just going by when it was written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to today. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think, I mean, she's well on her way to getting her soul. Yeah. I would hope. So then I can only imagine the sea witch coming out of her little cave and she just like taped their hair and the tongue like to her body and she's like, look at me. And it just didn't work. <laughs> right. I just wanted to. I'm a catch. But yeah. I get pretty now. Um, that is interesting. That was really interesting. Yeah. I like the redemption aspect of it. Right. Because I saw, no, my grandparents bought me, <laughs> you know how like you have the Disney movie, but then you have like all of the people wanting to be the Disney movie and they come out with stories. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It still happens. Yeah. Yeah. So my grandparents bought this DVD or. The Ladder. Probably it was not a DVD. I am too old. It was a VHS tape. I am sure. positive. Yeah. But they bought it, and it was The Little Mermaid. And so we're so excited to see it. And then by the end of it, we're bawling our eyes out because she became the foam of the sea. Mm. So I'm honestly not sure if Anderson's tale actually does end with her becoming the foam oh, of the sea. Sure. Or if it ends with this other, like, the wind. winds thing. That was interesting, yeah. Should have had some, like, narrative uh, foreshadowing of that. I think that would have helped earlier. It, like, it seems The winds like could have been responsible in, kind for... Of destroying the ship i don't know because maybe the prince's crew were terrible people hmm throwing it something out there. yeah Some that's kind interesting of... though oh one other note i have sure. i think we should now call the color sea foam green dead mermaid i think that's what we should call it <laughs> i'll get out uh, get in touch with the uh, bear paints yeah <laughs> hey do you do you guys have dead mermaid yes yeah i do it's lovely so tinge. i love the story i haven't heard it in a long time but mm. there's one thing that really sticks in my craw and, and that's uh just something that's like is really it's a it's obstructing me from really embracing the story sure. and that is the the prince had an opportunity to marry a woman who did not talk and he uh didn't go for it. oh my god boo me now oh, oh yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is the Mad Men podcast brought to you by now um <laughs> what they paid me for a little color hey, commentary toe. <laughs> hey toe um no, that's great. That That is a really... I, I never... You, you kind of expected her to, like, happily ever after. You know, like, like you're, when you thought of the Yeti story that we thought of. Sure. We thought, of course, like, they'll fall in love. But no, she's doing her literally, like, blowing the wind. Like, just out there. Mm. That's a really interesting way to take it. So, Peter, I know you've got something that's a little uh, different. A little different. We're a few hundred miles away from... Uh... Where the store was written, where the hell they were. Uh, but it's a it's, it's another example of a of a, of a mer creature story, uh, which I would argue virtually every coastal culture has. Uh, but we're going to Scotland. We're going to talk about the selkie, uh, or otherwise known as the silky or the selchie, uh, which literally translates to seal folk. Uh, so selkies are seals essentially who transform via therianthropy, where they can change from seal to human by shedding their seal skin and and becoming a human being. Um, Many tales involve uh, female selkies who are coerced into relationships with human males uh, who steal their skins and hide their seal skin. 
So in these in these stories, um, like a, a selkie may have come to shore uh, to maybe explore the shore as a, as a human, and a, and, a, and a fisherman will find their 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 seal skin and hide it away and force them to to marry them or coerce them into marrying them. Um, and there there is some argument about whether um, these seals or seal wives, as they're often known, are considered merfolk. But we actually have some evidence from from the Norse mythology, which may have influenced, you know, of course, the yeah. mythology of the British Isles, um, that in Norse mythology, uh, seal wives are referred to as merfolk, or in the local vernacular, marmenlar. So, uh, a common tale that we see over and over again is this tale of... That word made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> mar, mar, marmenlar. It sounds, it sounds like It's a, almost like marmalade, so you want to eat it, but then it's people, so you don't... It sounds to me like a like a man made material that's meant to imitate something natural. Like you know, you you've got marble, and then you've got the plastic marmenlur version. Okay, it's just me. All right. <laughs> it's uncomfortable either way. <laughs> that's for Micah. So we <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I don't think for Micah's plastic. I don't know what it is. Go. <laughs> Hey, it's only fair. I derail you, you derail me. It's only fair. Uh, so we see this. We see this tale of uh, of selkie stories uh, again and again, where where a man steals a selkie skin, um, finds her naked on the shore, uh, as as men uh, often fantasize about, and compel them <laughs> compel this woman to become his wife. In many of these stories, um, the selkie might bear this this man children, um, and uh, she may love these children, but she will always long to return to the sea uh and if she ever finds her her skin that's been hidden away uh she will she will leave her family and and return to her life as a as a a selkie in in many of these stories um she's aided by um her female offspring so we'll we'll see that that again and again and there's uh there's also a children's version of the story where um the the selkie will return if she has children she will return um, to visit her children you know, per- periodically. Catch so. the soccer games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Water polo. Hey. Hey. Uh, a great example of this, uh, uh, probably the most popular Selkie story in, in, in popular um, culture is the 2014 animated film uh, Song of the Sea, um, which I highly recommend. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, in, in this story, um, there's a young mute girl uh, who grows up on her her father is a is a lighthouse keeper and uh, she discovers a a chest hidden in her father's room that has her mother's seal skin and she mm. uh, she dons this skin and discovers that she's a selkie and goes on an adventure battling against the Celtic goddess Macha I believe uh, to free some some fairies it's absolutely stunning please check it out if you want to learn more about um, about selkies but Common stories aside, we're going to get weird here. We're going to talk about some male selkies. Oh, no. (laughs) So (laughs) That sounds like it's not supposed to be there. All right. (laughs) So male selkies um, are said to be extremely handsome and have great seductive powers. Cool, yeah. And typically, these these, uh, male selkies uh, will seek out those who are dissatisfied with their lives. And as, as we know... This this means primarily uh, married women. So there, oh, there you go. So there are, there are many male uh, male selkie stories told by women 
um, about these men who come out of the ocean and seduce. What's up, babe? And and <laughs> and, and, and often uh, knock them up. So, <laughs> so the story I'm going to tell it's very short, but it's a, it's a famous story. It's actually um, it's been turned into a a ballad. It's been sung by some uh, very very famous folk singers. It's called the Ballad of the Great Silky of Sulskeri. Um, it was uh, collected from a lady from Snarovo, Shetland, in the 1850s. So this is a this is an old story um, that that was turned into a um, a ballad or a child ballad. Um, so the ballad begins with a woman who is nursing a baby, and she is lamenting because she does not know the father of this child. I don't know how that works, but. Um, she doesn't know who the you know, she's she's sad she's she's uh raising this child all by herself and um a man hears her lament and approaches her and says i am this child's father and surprise i'm a selkie oh, snap. so he gives her a purse of gold in exchange for her son <laughs> and takes takes the child into the sea with him but before he goes he leaves her with a premonition that she will one day marry a harpoon gunner and with the harpoon gunner's first shot he will kill both the father and the son oh Selkie. it's a real feel-good story uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ballad of the great silky of sulskeri made famous by uh well performed by uh such great artists as pete seeger joan collins the birds and my personal favorite Mr. John Denver. So, wow. Did, yes. Wait. So at the end, they that did happen. Uh, it, it's, implied. It's it's, uh, it's predicted. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, it's, they it's, never. It's, like it's implied that the Selkie, you know, apart from his seductive powers, also has uh, the power of an oracle. But so he um, he foresaw his own death and his son's death. Yes. He's like, I'm going to take. I'm going to take. What this, an insight. I'm going to take the child away from you. Then and, this guy's going to come. Yeah, he's gonna nail the his his wife. Yes, and then he's gonna nail him and his son. Yep. Why didn't he with just the leave the son with a single heart? He's harpooning everybody. That's not sanitary. How, how you say? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a hard life in the uh, Shetland Islands. Yeah, <laughs> I just imagine she. So this woman's like, ah, oh, who's the father? I don't even know. And then the guy comes up, the 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 male Selkie, and he's like, I I'm the father. How can you know that? How prove it? I, I've got. The kids got webbed feet. Like, I <laughs> come on, seriously. I have gills. Like, do you notice these gills? It's like your kids got gills. He can't breathe unless you dunk him. You, you would, you would think you would remember like a man, you know, shedding yeah. oh. seal skin, being like, "Hey, baby." <laughs> I literally fertilized your eggs, lady. Come on. Yeah, but that's how the story goes. I mean, I don't, I don't write the stuff. I just, I just tell it. <laughs> that's wild. So, um, so very different from Cammy's story. Yeah, Hans Christian. We got the we got the male gaze here. Still sad though. At oh, the same time, yeah. yeah. Yours is probably more horrible because at least mine has a redemption at the end. Sure, yeah, or a possible redemption. Yeah. we don't know for another hundred. The Independence, right? Yeah, the Great Silky is uh, irredeemable. So. Right, <laughs> which actually brings up an interesting point because we were talking before we told our stories um, about, and, and Cammy mentioned this as well, how mermaids don't have an eternal soul yeah and we were asking like why is that i mean these are these are reasoning creatures um uh why why can't they accept you know in the world these stories were written in this is a christian world um why can't these intelligent loving creatures accept christ and and have an eternal soul yeah 
It, we and, don't have an answer for and that. Who, but, right. And who are the gatekeepers of that soul right. as well? Right. Right. It, it's, it's uh, yeah, the context of it. And, like, wh- how are they creatures? Are they, you know, like, what, what where does the, the line sort of go? Um, so when I, 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 like, I've got a broad sort of analysis on the, the subject of it. Um, one really obvious connection is, and we kind of mentioned it, uh, I think um, it was like sirens, um, yes. which uh, are specifically the you know the Greek uh, bird like half half bird half woman creatures, mm-hmm. but they're very similar. Who were cursed by Persephone, if I remember correctly? Yeah, that's I think that's what I'm remembering it from. And mermaids are also and selkies are are all a lot of their their folk tale kind of stories are. Um, about them being like vicious and tricking you and taking your kid and getting harpooned. Um, so I, I, but you know, like I, I'm just trying to think, yeah, like are, 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 did the Greeks consider sirens as, you know, like would they go They to... were the daughters of Oceanus. Oh, that's hmm. a good point. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah. they And that's, that's another thing. Like, I don't know. Poseidon's, I mean, uh, Triton, fins, right? Triton is depicted um, 100% as, you know, Poseidon is, is anthropomorphic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but, mm-hmm. you know, Poseidon's got toes and he's wiggling them, yeah. but, um, his son Triton is, he's not, he's, he's a merman, like a hundred percent. Um, he's got the Triton and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there's some really cool things regarding... Is he part dolphin or part fish? I think it was like a scaly okay. fish. Yeah. Because dolphins were like huge in like Roman mythology. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, and then, so, it, but it goes beyond that, uh, even. Um, like, we mentioned that there's the Scottish Selkies um, and, uh, like, the you know, the Germanic sort of things. Um, there's a, 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 a literal Germanic kind of version of a half-fish, half-human being. They're, they're called um, Nix or, or Nixies. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a... They're, N-I-X. I, N-I-X, or, yeah, N-I-X-I-E or N-I-X-Y. Um, they're actually also said to have the gift of prophecy, similar to the selkies hmm. and but they're usually i they're, they're i think of like um like old old fairies or pixie stories where they're they're like little assholes you know like <laughs> messing with you and killing your your kids mm-hmm. um yeah that's they would lure human children and drown them like just for kicks um but they could also marry human beings and bear children that's from britannica and wikipedia uh so i i especially would understand it in you know that triangle of the you know germany british isles like i could see these stories being extremely similar um i wonder I, why they were called nicks because that means night oh yeah well that's probably when the crap happened that's when your kid yeah. you'd wake up and you wouldn't realize oh your kid God, jumped out the window and Jesus. got drowned well um, yeah i mean like you know in, in that in that period i mean like you know death was sudden and scary and, mm-hmm. and mysterious it's like it's it might be easier to cope with if you could blame it blame on, it on blame yeah. it on something yeah. that took it that doesn't night. have a soul right <laughs> right yeah um, but even so so CJS Thompson um, I got this from Live Science or LiveScience.com um, they have a little write up on their meds what's up CJ oh that's right yeah, yeah. you didn't write this though. no I did didn't you? Write, no you? I didn't okay. no CJS Thompson no, thank you very much yeah, I didn't nice. catch that look at that anyway uh, <laughs> the former curator at the Royal College of Surgeons of England were you there were you the former curator oh yeah you remember that okay Cammy that was the other one a <laughs> sorry guys um, so 
he wrote a book, The Mystery and Lore of Monsters, um, and basically talked about uh, records of a Babylonian deity um, that was a fish god with a beard, crown, body of a man, but from the waist downwards was a fish. Um, and then, and very similar to Triton. Um, there's even uh, in Hinduism and in uh, an Afro-Brazilian culture um, worshiping a, a mermaid-like goddess uh, to this day. Mm. So um, there's, I, I felt like it was good to mention just because there's probably never going to be like a, an episode on them, but Kappas are also really um, popular sea people creature things. This is definitely more in the... They're more animal than anything because they've got right, like. Aren't they kind of scary? Yes, yeah, yeah. They're 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 like very they're like they're Animal Crossing. There's like Kappas and Animal Crossing. They're okay. cute and stuff like that. So there's like a, a cutified version of it, but they they were like child killing turtle like things. Hmm. Um, and I think like the Koopas are actually the from Mario are based Kappa yeah. and Koopa huh. yeah, yeah. and turtle beings that want to you know destroy your Italian plumbers. Um, <laughs> so and and they specifically the Kappas would take down children that were you know would get would drown hmm. so i th- i think there's this thing where yeah you're like oh my god all these kids you, like kids, stay away from the water this yeah. is just a warning to you to stay away from the water right yeah because you're gonna drown because the kappas or the pixies or the nicks or the hmm yeah even if you can the, swim they're gonna take you anyway right so. so yeah there's this really persistent myth theme of hmm. A being in the ocean that's going to get you, but and then but we have things like dugongs and seals, and you know selkie is a, a literal like selkie specifically can shapeshift. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing that I don't see in other cultures right now, um, from what I've looked at. But that so that's one kind of unique um, aspect of it. But whether it's like a, a deity, like what I just mentioned, or if it's just like a, a creature, um, it's it's a very prevalent thing and they all have these really similar sort of things i I don't really get the whole telling the future thing though for i don't get how that's what i'm really loving about this because like one of the reasons i love doing this podcast is like you know i've I've thought about you know i've I've known about mermaids my whole life and thought about them but like daily all the time (laughs) but during this discussion it it, it occurs to me like you know this this may have started as like like uh, stories that parents tell their children to scare the crap out of them sure. to keep them alive you know yeah. mm-hmm. like don't go into the water because there are creatures there that will drain right. you um and and how that you know how that's kind of elemental but then how that evolves you know depending on where you live like you know the selkie stories are quite sexual you know it's about you know transformation and sexuality and fertility yeah. and seduction and and uh, and cammy's story even though these are you know yeah relative use um uh it's it's uh there's there's darkness there and, yeah and, and uh yeah it goes it goes beyond you know like this uh the mermaid of the little mermaid is not a creature that's going to drown you like there there are these you know old stories of sailors um you know who would be seduced by mermaids and, and drowned you know right it's the siren yeah. style but yeah. you know the little mermaid of hans christian anderson is a thinking feeling loving person um it's uh it's like the beauty and the beast you know that story the french one mm-hmm. um it it wasn't like the other stories it it's its purpose if any people kind of uh suppose is that it was sort of preparing you for a normal life in france at that period you know like mm. you're gonna be a woman you're probably gonna get married off to someone who's not that great right it's that's it you're yeah in, but it's, it's gonna be okay you got a book you're all right, <laughs> all right. just go bake wow yeah 
Or if you're an old Scottish lady, you're just like, man, I just wish some dude would just come in and bang me right yeah. now. Like, I just need to get harpooning. <laughs> my, my husband's a drunk. Yeah. But like, man, there's this like handsome guy who just came out of the water and took me away. So Cammy, <laughs> Venus. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. So I think The Little Mermaid is so interesting mm-hmm. because it's the opposite of Venus. How so? Okay, so she, when she dies, or when any mermaid dies, mm-hmm. they become sea foam, right? Beautiful color. So, according to Hesiod... Oh, yeah, yeah, the poet. Right. Greek poet. Um, in his Theogony... Yep. Venus was born of sea foam. <sighs> yeah, so I'm trying to find this. Okay. This is from <laughs> the Love of Tuscany, and it's talking about Botticelli's The Birth of Venus. Mm-hmm. And Uranus had a son named Kronos, mm-hmm. and the Kronos was mad at his father. As we talked about with Peter's thing, he just couldn't stop having sex with the mom. Mm-hmm. So he cuts off his penis, and he throws it into the sea, and gotta do it sometimes there it created sea foam mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that was the birth of venus oh sure sure so she is the opposite but if you notice pictures of venus so botticelli doesn't really do this but she's usually holding a mirror mm-hmm. do you see sure yeah and then in a comb yeah and mermaids Which are is always often attributed to the human with lead. a mirror and a comb that's really interesting yeah so you think it's sort of an evolution of it a dinglehopper. Yeah, like maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know which one would a thingamajig. I don't know which <laughs> one would um, would have come first, or you know, like what, well, was it, it Venus or was it mermaids? And then Venus. It makes sense mm-hmm. for Venus to be that Christian. You know, that Christianization almost of it. You know, right. that could be it. it. Like we talked about how Cupid, although kept it, was was always strictly in a literal sense known as a Roman a Greco-Roman being, but was portrayed in art especially from renaissance era upwards as this pure christian image you know and so maybe that's none without like the i don't think any you know anyone was pining to draw a mermaid mm-hmm. um in that same sense or or you know venus but yeah there, there's those themes that are there and they they probably were definitely connected in the the mytheme style that's really interesting. Great. Look at you. You're just... I know. Just main connections. Dissertationing left and right. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. I did want to bring up two... I'd asked Bryant to look into the idea of bad winds. Yeah. Yeah. And Connected so, to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the, the daughters of the air, if you remember, they, rode, they were the spirits who rode the winds to give hope to people that the winds are basically causing plague and pestilence to. And so... I'll give it yeah, over to Bryant. It's miasma theory is is what it's sort of called. A miasma, I, I didn't know this, is Greek for pollution, essentially. Um, and it kind of makes sense that smells would be connected to uh, sickness, you know, like a rotting corpse. It's going to make you sick. I think it's kind of easy. But um, yeah, people for a long time, both, both east and west, so not even necessarily with a direct connection, w- uh, started believing that was a prevalent theory that plagues and things like that sort of were carried by the wind and would go through um that's and that's how they would travel literally like airborne disease style so Mm -hmm. and then it was in the 1850s is when like the germ theory sort of came and 
you know, we started actually like rinsing off the scalpels and things like that. So could you just wash your hands? Yeah. I'm sorry. When was I don't uh, this know written? when this was written. Or when, when was he active? I, uh, 18, I think it was like 1805, yeah. like almost 1895. It was almost a hundred year or yeah, 90 years or something. Right. So this was probably the 18. And probably 40s. during that period. Yeah. Yeah. And germ theory would, I mean, it would have been cutting edge. So every like, not everyone would be like, correct. You know, they would have probably believed the age old thing of like, no, I'm, dying because i breathed the pathogen but they don't know what pathogen is but yes yeah it's that thing but it, it makes sense i mean I and mean, you can die when you breathe in a pathogen yeah you know but it just the, the whole idea of just smell like a bad smell is gonna i mean that's like in florence when they had the the mask that the doctors wore i keep wanting to cover my face but i know you're not gonna be able to hear me in the microphone if i do that <laughs> so but they Lots would stuff hand gestures. those long those no those mouth mask with the long oh, noses. Yeah, the, the plague the plague mask. The yeah. plague doctor mask. Plague yes. mask, yes. thank you. So <clears throat> they would stuff it with like flowers and things that smelled good and it would like filter the air so it didn't smell bad so they wouldn't get the disease. Now, obviously that wouldn't have worked, but But they look badass. Right. Well actually the mask probably did They did probably help because them, yeah. it wouldn't like if somebody coughs on you for they're not sure. getting it directly. Yeah, for yeah. germ pathogen theory, yeah. So they were like right for the wrong reasons, basically. That's awesome. God, we are just interconnecting the world this is my favorite part of the program it's yeah it's like these like late late podcast discussions brain wrinkling going on right that's fun three fairly nimble minds coming out we're trying some like universal issues i know I, I forgot i meant to do it at the beginning of the podcast but if, if you're just joining us um well welcome how's right. it going uh you're stuck with this first this long, episode yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know we we basically we, we find topics we kind of discuss what's like banging in our heads what sounds good and then we just kind of go for it and this was definitely one we all sort of go off on our own ways look up some info and then find a good bottle of wine and see how we get through it and or a good bottle of scotch true mm. very true that's 90 percent of the time yeah so uh but before we before we break please I mean, is there any um like good mermaid content that people can take part in or, or, or consume well kinley loves the show on netflix that's really annoying about these australian mermaids i can't even remember the name of it because it's so frustrating because mm-hmm. every episode there is like in- intense conflict and i don't want you to look it up <laughs> but if you need an angsty teeny australian mermaid show oh what is it called mako mermaids there we go thanks kinley um <laughs> god it was it was like cute at first but then every episode, I'm just like, are these people friends? Because they just hate each other, and they're just, that's all I got. I I do have maybe a suggestion. There's one episode about mermaids, but this show in general, it's a little bit older, but it's called Lost Girl. And it's basically about a woman who's kind of figuring out that she's a supernatural being at the same time, and all of her friends, save one, are also supernatural beings. So it, it reminds me a little bit of Buffy, but it's more sexualized mm. because she is a, what are those things called that can, can suck your life out? Succubus? Succubus. She's a succubus. You said yeah. that too quickly, Peter. Uh, I know. Um, well, it makes sense because it's <laughs> suck. But... <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, she's she didn't know she was a succubus, but all these people are dying that she kissed, so... Yes, that is a very good show, and it does have a mermaid episode that is probably the funniest episode of the show, really. Mm. And it references The Little Mermaid in really funny That's ways. Great. So I, I would definitely recommend that. What's it I called? Could, 
it's called Lost Girl. I could not tell you the episode number can you find or anything. It? That's a very good question. I assume that, you know, I assume you could pay for it on like iTunes sure, sure. Or, or, or Amazon Prime or something. But Pay for art, kids. <laughs> but sure. it might be on Hulu. I feel cool. like it might be. Yeah, it's probably on Hulu or Netflix. I mean, yeah, I, it's 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 older, so oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's cool. not gonna be. It originally aired on Sci-Fi, I believe, but oh wow, I don't know if the app would have it or anything. Cool. Yeah. Put on your uh, get in the Wayback Machine and watch uh, Splash with Tom Hanks <laughs> and Daryl Hannah. <laughs> Fascinating. But honestly, if you've seen if you haven't seen Song of the Sea, check it out. It's yeah. absolutely stunning. I love it. Uh, you won't, you'll thank me later. That's good. That's really good. Well, guys, thank you again. This is an excellent episode. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hope we get to do again real soon. We will. (laughs) Seawolf. Hey, everyone. Here's a special recording that Peter sent me of the song The Great Silky of School Scary. Hope you enjoy. I am a man upon the land. I am a silky in the sea, and when I am far, far from the land, my dwelling is in soul scary. He's taken out a purse of gold and laid it down on the mother's knee, saying, Give it to me, my little son, and take this purse, thy nurse's fee. It'll come to pass one summer's day When the sun shines hot on every stone I'll come to claim my little son And teach him all to swim the foam And you will wed a gunner proud A gunner proud I'm sure he'll be And the very first shot that gunner fires will shoot and kill my babe and me.